Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Bullshit Detective podcast. My name's David Brown and today I've been talking to Jamie Holt. Uh, Jamie had a 15-year career, a very successful one in operations. uh, And about 18 months ago, he started to experience things that made him realise that something wasn't right. Um, he now looks back on that and realised that he was he was just burnt out, he was done. Uh, he's made some, some changes in his life and, and seems like he's in a much more fulfilling place than he was. But have a listen, I hope you enjoy it and I will catch you briefly at the end. Cheers now. Hello. Morning Dave. How are you doing? Yeah, good, you? Yes, yeah, good thanks actually, yeah. Yes, so, um, well, thanks for coming on. Uh... And I suppose it'd be useful for me to maybe put a little bit of context around um, the conversation. So the, the subject is is burnout. Um, and you posted about this probably a couple of weeks ago now. Uh, yeah, a few, a few um, times, I think. Or, or yeah. Sort of over that week and a bit, yeah, uh, I think with a few from my posts and then I commented on a few others around the same topic, I think. Yep. So probably encourage the algorithm to show more of that. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, 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 well, I, I sent you a message and asked you if you wanted to come on and talk about that. And I, I think the subsequent conversation, what interests me is that I think I've experienced the same. I'm not sure whether I just give it that name, um, but very different experiences. So for me, I was in a career that I didn't enjoy and it was, you know, well, 35 years of, of just sort of trying to, trying to keep interested, trying to keep going. And eventually I couldn't anymore. Um, whereas your experience was very much the opposite. You're in a career that you loved for a company that you like, you know, you know, you enjoyed working for and you well, gave it your all based on what you've said. So I don't know, it, maybe if you can just give a bit of your, a bit of your story, you know? Yeah, no, no problem at all. Um, like I say, like I said, when we spoke last week, I think I'm learning more and more about it as time goes on. And I, I didn't really realize until after what I now know to be burnout yep. after it happened. Um, it was only as I came out the other side that I started to realise I was enjoying little bits about life again that I'd not noticed I wasn't enjoying, but I knew I, I enjoyed them before. Yep. Uh, I was wildly passionate about the company I was with, the career path that I was on, the job that I was doing, the business that I was running. Um, it... it it completely took me by surprise yeah. um, for for 15 years. I threw everything into that and, and enjoyed every minute. I hold no, no, nothing against the company that unfortunately it happened with. I hold myself fully responsible for, for not letting it happen, but for the outcome. Um, so I, I, I would probably do it do all the same again in some ways yeah um, but i think if i was if i would have been more aware of the signs and symptoms that i i can now associate with i would definitely definitely spend more time on self-care to try and preserve myself before reaching the point that i did um which only afterwards i realized it was a horrible place to be a horrible feeling um yeah. And completely, it turned me into a different person. For for the for the six to twelve months I was experiencing burnout, I was not myself. I I, I hit a wall somewhere, and for those six to twelve months, I, I carried on 
still function. Fortunately, I, I I was a high performer in my role. Yeah. Um. So the, the company, the people around me, whilst they probably saw the difference, it never got me to a point where it got me into trouble career-wise because yeah. I could I, I I could still do the job, still perform. Um, it was more internally that the issue, uh, actually internally and at home, um, to, to the detriment of my wife and kids, they probably suffered more than anybody else yep. um, because I became, like I said, a different person under the, the cloud of what I now know to be burnout. That 10 years ago, five, 10 years ago, if you'd have said to me, this is what's going to happen, I couldn't, I would have laughed. I couldn't be more opposed to that happening to someone like me. High energy, very passionate, um, love to do what I love to do. And I, I've found all my life, I've, I've carved out things that I love to do and thrown myself into them fully. Yeah. Um, so if you'd have said to me, like, say, five, ten years ago, you, you're going to experience burnout, you're going to give up on that career, choose a different path, change your priorities, <laughs> want to spend more time at home I, that would have been completely alien to me whereas now it it seems like the most important thing yeah and i think sometimes we you know it's that whole you need to you need to hit your hit, hit rock bottom whatever you know whatever term you want to use and and sometimes that's the you know the moment of enlightenment um which can be a very a very bad time um, and I, I suppose what you describe is it's almost like uh, I'm not suggesting you were consciously trying to cover up that there was a problem because you may not realize because it happens over time. It creeps up on you. You don't realize. Um, and look, I guess, you know, the way you've talked about, you know, you're, you're a high performer, you were successful. So I, I guess that would be your I don't know, your justification that you were doing the right thing. No, yeah, exactly. And you, you could be right somewhere whether that be subconsciously or consciously yeah that throwing myself more into work i was probably yeah trying to cover up how i was feeling how i was thinking um as i was probably going down a slope that i wasn't comfortable with yeah um yeah i, I probably it's on some level definitely yeah. covered something up or at least attempted to yeah, and it's not necessarily a, a sort of conscious effort, is it? You, you, I suppose you, you, in some ways you, you just try and carry on behaving as you are, but it, it leaks out. You can't, you know, you, it's, it's, you, you, if you're pretending, then people are going to sort of know. So I suppose it's, you know, I suppose the conversation around, you know, were, I mean, you say you, you don't blame the business, but I don't know, you know, were they complicit in, in some way? Um, were there things that they could have picked up on? I, I suppose ultimately it's, it's down to us to speak up. But it's not easy to speak up, is it? It's not easy to say, I'm struggling, especially as a high performer. No, no, that's it. And yeah, you, yeah again, on, on some level, yeah, there's probably some fault. I'll, I'll never name the company. The people that know me know who I worked for, but I wouldn't knowingly talk ill of them. But, but yeah, on some level, there probably is some type of enabling going on from yeah. not just that company other large corporations big companies who not only encourage career progression but encourage the kind of culture yep. of, of working aggressively um hours wise and how much you're willing to put in, in order to progress it, it gives you that that step up that that extra standout characteristic that, that puts you above maybe other people 
yep. on your level or in your field, that work ethic that I always prided myself on, that work ethic, yeah, is, is probably encouraged yep. in in ways that maybe it shouldn't be. It, it, there's a conversation that, that needs to happen there, it, a, a wider conversation as well, not just individual companies, but a wider conversation about, about work-life balance. Yes, yeah, well, and I, I suppose it's, it's sort of fundamentally well, well-being because one person can can do that and another person can't. So we're we, you know we're all different in terms of what I suppose what we can what we can put up with. And, and I certainly think in in our culture, um, it's you know if someone is a high performer and they get stuff done, the tendency is it's like if, if a problem comes up, it's like well you know Jamie gets stuff done, <laughs> so let's yeah, give exactly. it, let, let, let's get him to do it. I, um, uh, yeah, because I, I literally travelled right across the southwest of England. I worked in five different depots for that company. Uh, if if a if a depot became a problem, I I, I then travelled and worked there for two years and, until we turned it around, made it profitable, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and but by bad luck or chance, I'm not sure. It each position, barring one, seemed to be further away from home <laughs> yes so, so so whilst the i was always compensated very well for that um yeah it, it, the, my furthest position was it was a 90 minute drive from home yeah so at, at, at a minimum that was a three hour round trip yes um, and, and on a bank holiday weekend coming into north devon on the way home god yeah it could yeah it could at times it would be a three hour journey just to get home yeah. So if I if I'd done a, a 12, 14 hour day in work, I would then have three hours just to get home. Yeah. And God, and know, is... God knows how I didn't how my wife hasn't divorced me. Well, no. And, and actually, you know, and you've got seven kids, isn't it? Yep, Seven children. <laughs> so you've got seven children as well. And, and they take a, an element of time, don't they? Just to just to take care of the basics, I imagine. Um, I don't. I don't envy that task. No, so, it's, it's like it's like a military operation. My, wife, <laughs> yeah, my wife's the drill sergeant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I guess you know. I, I suppose you know some of your your skills and experience in terms of the operational stuff that you do comes into play there, doesn't it? It, it, it sort of supports that way of thinking. Yeah, de- definitely. Uh, um, on, on some level. Yeah. So, in terms of, I mean, you talk about the the, the symptoms. I suppose I've got a, a sort of a, a couple of things to ask, and that is, you know, what what were the symptoms now? Now you look back, and also, you know, at what point, you know, was there a a moment of enlightenment, or or can you identify something, you know, and it might just it might be a period of time where you realised, you know, looking back that actually something's wrong, something's wrong here, and I need to make a change. So, firstly, what what were the symptoms? That, that... I, well, I I don't think I could ever pin one thing completely, and at the time. I think that that's why I find myself commenting publicly and uh, that's why I created the content that I did around this topic because I wouldn't have ever noticed any of the symptoms. No. Looking back now, I think I've always been an early riser. I've never struggled to get up in the morning. I would happily set my alarm for 4am, get out of bed, go to the gym. And at some point that became a problem. Yeah. Uh, and my wife would have to nudge me to get me up in the morning or I'd snooze the alarm. And I genuinely believe if you are like like now, I'm, I'm almost back to that point. Not quite. And, I, and I, I'm five months or six months post 
the mess, yeah. <laughs> as it were. Um, but I find myself getting out of bed easier again in the morning. And yeah. I think that 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 was quite a big, should have been a, a, a big red flag. If, if somebody has been an early riser all their life, I, I get that we get old and we get a bit tired, but yeah. for, for the difference I feel already six months later, if 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 I'd have noticed that actually struggling to get out of bed in the morning for thirty odd years has never been a problem, no, and all of a sudden it became a problem. Yeah, and I think I, I can sort of relate to that. In that, in that I, I was the same. I was always a bit of an early riser, but that was more about I just want to get this over with. I want to get this over with as, quick, <laughs> as quickly as possible and get back home again. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so sort of similar things, but but and I, I think a, a few more. I think. Um, anxiousness um, yep. I think I mentioned on our call last week that if if you've always been a confident decision maker and almost out of nowhere and it, it, it's a bit it's a self-awareness thing which which is I think why I'm wanting to to share more and talk about this more and that's why I was happy to talk about it today because being self-aware and understanding those signs and symptoms at the time because I didn't know what they were because I wasn't as self-aware as I should be I didn't pick up on them but for almost out of nowhere I stopped being as decisive as I had been a a year prior and I'm firmly of the belief that a quick decision is better than a a slow decision in on on every level as well if if you make a decision quickly chances are a you don't know what the the other decision would have been come out like anyway yeah but also 99 times out of 100 human beings are intelligent individuals and mostly your your gut feeling is is right for you it might not be right for everybody but it's right for you so if, if people or somebody were to start questioning their decision making more than they had done in the past uh, that's almost a surefire, a second surefire sign that that some form of burnout, overtiredness, um, leading towards burnout, something that is, is that that's a big, big red flag for me because I, I always was a, a very confident decision maker and yeah. I started having a bit of I don't know, decision anxiety, I guess. Yeah. Um, on, uh, on things that, that <laughs> I wouldn't wouldn't have ever struggled with before. No, so so uh, you know, so it's almost like you, I don't know what the sense I get is that you, that you didn't actually realise until way way beyond it, but at some point you made a decision to do something different. Uh, yeah, all, uh, almost. Uh, I think I mentioned it last week, not out of body experience, but but something sort of dragged me down a different direction because on some level I knew it didn't feel right. So I, I knew something was out of line, not not balanced well. You know, there was something not quite right. Fortunately, yeah. um, I, I was in contact with a few people and I'd spoken to some. Somebody had spoken to me about a position before, and I had contracts for my own business that I knew I could ramp up um, to replace some income. So I, I, I thank, I am very, very grateful every day that I had other irons in the fire. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, 
almost a non-conscious decision to to change my path because of how I was feeling. Yeah, there's like nothing that went. I didn't wake up one morning and go, "There must be change today." No, but somewhere, somewhere, because I had, like I say, multiple things going on. My wife had an eBay business. I have a web design and graphic design business. Um, I've I've always kept that. I've always ran it. So I had other options. Um, yep. And at some point, I just started leaning towards those because I I knew they 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 were the things that. On a Saturday morning, I would jump out of bed for, yeah, Monday to Friday, I would then struggle to get out of bed. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose it's, I mean, that, that's interesting in itself. And I, and I think, again, for me, there, there are a number of reasons why I stayed in the industry I was in. I think I had some some sort of thinking, some beliefs around around what work is, you know, hard work is a good thing. Um, but it was just that I found it really hard being there every day rather than I, I didn't find the work particularly hard. It was just, it was just a difficult experience. So we, we, you know, and that comes from earlier experiences and what my parents did and, and what my grandparents did. Um, so I don't know. It's an interesting one. You, you just sort of find yourself being drawn. I mean, what I, what I was always interested in, I was always, I wasn't interested in the bits of metal that we were making and it going out the door. I was more interested in the people. And I knew that if you could get the people's stuff right, then the, 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 the stuff's more likely to go out the door each month. But no one else really wanted to hear that. So I could never find people who, who had my way of thinking. But I was always drawn to that, which is why I do what I do now, which is fundamentally... And I, yeah, you know, I, I think a, a, that, that we mentioned the other day about how we when we grow up, we're led to believe a certain way is the right way. So we unconsciously we probably follow that path in in your case for that many years for mine that many years but underneath that you you and both I as well and and many many other people something tells you it's not quite right for you 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 want different you want different you you're passionate about different things but letting that overpower 20 20 years of of brainwashing and i don't yeah. mean that in a neg- really negative sense i just mean it because it's it's a cult- cultural thing that we grow up with yeah it, it's 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 very difficult to to kick back and fight back against because our like you say our parents our grandparents made it work very well it's 50 years ago working hard paid you lots more money in that time yeah now we have so many more options yeah, I suppose, yeah, there's more opportunity and actually there's more, you know, when, when I started, when I, when I made my decision, I, I, it never felt like a decision, but I, I decided to, to go into sort of engineering manufacturing. Um, I didn't, my, it was what my dad did. So I didn't know anything else. And, and this was back in the, you know, the, the 80s. Um, and, you know, we didn't have access to this kind of information. So for me, I always, I look, I look back on the choices I made with my subjects at school I took all the sciencey stuff um, and I had to give up art. I couldn't take art as well because of the way it was structured. Um, and that always comes back to me. It's like I should have been something more creative. Have, have, you, you, know? thought, have you thought about doing that later in life? Well, look, I think, I think what I do now in terms of, you know, I, I, I help businesses to, to get more sales and, you know, and to, to be more efficient, whatever, whatever, you, whatever, they, whatever they're looking for. Um, 
but I get a lot of that creativity from that because it's about fundamentally sort of digging around in, in how people think and helping to change it. Yeah. And there are, there are some quite creative ways. So I sort of, I think that, you know, I, I get that from that. Um, and I just do a bit of, bit of sketching and, and, you know, some, some other stuff, but actually do I want to go and, you know, learn to do that now? I don't think I do. Um, because I could think, I think I can get what I want from what I do. And I think you know? that that's where it, that's where it becomes important. No, no matter what, what the outcome is, if if ultimately whatever you do day to day, I say try and say to my kids all the time, if my, especially my oldest too, my, my eldest has, has taken to trying to sleep in a bit later, <laughs> later yeah. and later since since she finished. Um, she was she's one of the she was at her last last year in, in secondary school, um, and I've told her even if you only sleep eight hours a day that's and you live till 90 that's 30 years you're going to be asleep yeah so if if what you do in the rest of the hours fulfills you it, it doesn't really matter and ultimately the outcome is neither here nor there it's that fulfillment that comes from your day to day that like, yeah. I, like I say i'm i'm only really seeing this the last six months post burnout i i can't i won't profess to be an expert it's not been my lifelong philosophy i'm just uh, i'm now starting to see that actually those things are much more important that fulfillment and understanding about what we want as individuals has, has come from a kind of post burnout clarity in some way yeah well and i think i you know i, I sometimes I do, I do question you know do you need to go through all that in order to to then go and seek fulfillment because it, it happens, doesn't it? It's like the whole midlife crisis thing. It's like people reach a point where, you know, I did, I, I just sort of, and, and it was, I had a coach actually, and this was when I was around 40, I'm 52 now. And I just started thinking very differently and started to sort of, well, literally, why am I doing this? Why am I coming here every day? Because all I want to, I get here and all I want to do is go home. Um, so you sort of start to question fundamentally why you've done all the things for the last, you know, 30, 40 years. Um, and that in itself can be hard to break away from because you've got you've invested all this this time and energy into it. That's it, and it, 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 like you say, maybe we need to. I mean, that gives me a lot of comfort. I think <laughs> maybe we need to go through that to get to that post burnout point. Because for me, yeah. even now, six months down the line, if, if I see um, a, a lorry sign written from from my previous company. I, I still think is that fifteen years wasted? You know, there's there's yeah. still that still that thought there. So yeah, ultimately maybe it's not wasted. It, life's a very complex and messy thing. Maybe yeah. we ha maybe we have to go through that to get. The, I, I won't say full understanding. A, a better maybe we have to go through that much mess in order to gain enough of an understanding about fulfillment ourself our self-awareness maybe we have to go through that much to to fully appreciate what comes afterwards yeah and I, I think also my you know as we get older we you know my experience now and this isn't a, a morbid thing it's something I sort of welcome talking about is that I'm more conscious of my death now I'm 52 and I'm not I'm not kind of like oh my god I'm gonna die any minute although I might do you never know um but you, you, <laughs> well, yeah you, yeah and exactly you never know but but um, you know, you start to you start to think more about the end of your life, how much time you've got left, 
Um, and then for me, that's caused a lot more reflection in terms of, of how I've been using my time for the last 50 years. Um, so I don't know, maybe we just reach that point where we, we do start to seek more understanding of life, as you say, you know, to, to understand ourselves more, to understand, I don't know, what the world's all about, why we're here. Um, and that is partly why, you know, people get to the stage. Oh, I mean, some people don't, do they? Some people just stay on the treadmill and they keep going. Yeah, and no, I, I think um, I, I'm thankful that I was, I suppose, the, the, that, that confident enough in myself to always think that I was right, because yeah. I think it pushed me to this point a lot quicker than it would have done. Some some people are, uh, question themselves a bit more naturally anyway, whereas I never did as as no. a as a eighteen twenty old um, probably a, a bit obnoxious at times if I'm honest. Yeah, um, that probably forced me a bit further along. Point maybe a little bit sooner and actually started to question the behaviors and drive and ambition that that led led me to where i was like i yeah. say if i if looking back there's no 10 10 15 years ago i would have never i wasn't even close to being as introspective as i am now and that is almost only applicable to the last 12 months of my life up, up yeah. until 12 months ago, I would still have that confidence or 18 months. The confidence that I would like to think not arrogant, but some people probably would say bordering on arrogance. I've always yeah. been empathetic. Um, I, I don't I don't think I ever went crossed the line you know I, I wasn't prepared to sacrifice relationships to progress um yeah wouldn't treat people badly in the workplace i always built strong and confident teams and, and i was there my, my door was always open as a manager that type of thing um but i think having that that confidence and drive probably got me to the, the burnout stage quicker than maybe it would have done um, which then forced me to level up a little bit in, in my own thinking yeah so, so what if you you know you've, you've talked about you've talked about anxiety and obviously you've talked about you know success you had some success in in let's let's call it your old life and your new life so I mean you know what what qualities do your life does your life have now that it didn't have before and I, I suppose I'm not to lead it too much, but I suppose it's 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 almost like you you, you know you're more you're, you're certainly more you know more relaxed you're more I don't know, fulfilled maybe happier on, I don't on, know whatever. I think on Sunday night, I was sat on the sofa. It was my daughter's birthday on Sunday. We had a barbecue, and on Sunday night at half past four, I'm very fortunate. I live close to the coast, but at yeah. about, about half past four, my wife said to me, "Should we go to the beach now?" Bearing in mind that's a lot of kids, a lot of resulting laundry and washing and wet clothes and mess. Um, but we went to the beach at five o'clock on Sunday. It takes about half an hour. To, we didn't get home till nine o'clock. Yeah. Rewind 18 months ago. And at five o'clock on Sunday, I would have already been preparing for next yeah. week. So there, there's no way, not a chance on this earth would I have gone to the beach at five o'clock on a Sunday. 12 months ago no i just wouldn't have done it my head wouldn't have been in it i wouldn't have been able to relax 
I would have been writing my to-do list, ironing my shirt. Y- yesterday, I, I got up and I wore shorts and t-shirt all day. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, like I say, 12 months ago, I'd have been ironing my shirt, getting my, my store keys ready. Um, and, and another thing as well, I was always a, I was a, a key holder for the business as well. So there was always in the back of my mind, I could get an alarm call out. Yeah, in, in the middle of the night because we we'd had an alarm activation. Yeah, so, and those little things. Yeah, on a, on a Sunday evening, going to the beach with the kids and being present whilst I'm there. Yeah, is is what for me has has been the difference. Um, yeah, just just on on s- such a small thing, people might might not people might I don't know other people might already live that life and think. Why? Why haven't I been doing that for fifteen years? But yeah. I would have been the, the same the other way round. Like it, it, it felt completely normal on a Sunday evening at four, three, four, five o'clock to be starting to prepare my working week, rather yeah. than getting to the beach and living in that moment, even just for an hour. Though those small things, even the the barbecue on Sunday. I'm not sure I would have relaxed because obviously it, I worked in food service. So we had a delivered operation. So that was already working on Sunday, ready, ready for Monday. So I would, I would still be in touch with the business on a Sunday. So I'm yeah. not, I'm not even sure I would have been fully present at my daughter doing, doing a barbecue for my daughter at the weekend. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, my version of that was that, you know, I, I would the depression would hit at sort of four or five o'clock on a Sunday. Um, I, I would I would you know leave work on a Friday and, and struggle to to shake that off. Um, in fact, the only the only time I ever was able to do that was when I was I was cycling fifteen miles a day to work and, and then back, um, which was a, a way of sort of really separating myself. It was, yeah, that, it was that, a real, a real break that. in the day. Yeah. You know, just to let my thoughts go where they went. But again, it was that whole you know Sunday would be ironing shirts for the week so I was back at work <laughs> yeah and, and then starting to starting to think about what you know what I what I either knew or didn't know I was going to walk into on Monday and that's it and I think it's, it's so easy to go down that path I never at, at any point during all of that I never looked at it and thought this is so wrong uh, do you know my no. my, my Working 60, 70, 80 hour weeks, the, the long commutes, the I would sometimes stop at a service station in Clumpton. I don't know if you know where it is, it's just, just outside of Tiverton in North, De- North Devon. Yeah. Um, at, at like half seven at night and get a sandwich and crisp and a drink. And looking back now, I'd be like, my kids were at, eating their tea at five o'clock, half five. Yeah, I'm eating my tea at half two hours later. They're, they're, my youngest ones are already going to bed, and my yeah. tea is a chicken and bacon sandwich, a bag of McCoys, and a drink in a service station yeah. at half past seven. At the time, I I thought not, never even considered that actually that is a horrible place to be. At the time, yeah. I, I didn't ever sit there hating my life. But, you know, I wasn't sat there going. God, I wish I was at home. Maybe I should have been. Maybe I was wrong to just let it happen so so often or for so long. But whilst I was in it, I never saw it to be an issue. The complete blindness. 
Yeah, and I think also that, that because you were sort of working all over the place, you're working on different sites that, I don't know, the person, the people you sort of reported into wouldn't necessarily see this, would they? I mean, I've had, I've had situations where I've sent, I've sent people in my team home. <laughs> it's like, you know, just fucking go home. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, yeah. You, you shouldn't be here at this time. You've got, a, you've got a life to live, so go and do that. You know, go and put your family first, all those kind of things. Um, yeah, so, no, I, I think there was... <laughs> Often, like Sarah, I, I moved around um, sub fixing stores, branches, as it were. And quite often, if I'm honest, I would report to area managers. So there was almost like a buffer between myself and the regional director. But it was the regional director that was moving me around. He would phone me up and say, Jamie, I've got a problem here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is how much I'm going to give you a pay rise. Can you go and do this? Speak to your wife. Let me know. So I'd yep. phone the wife and say, I'm, I'm, I'm done here. <laughs> There's an issue in wherever next. Um, this is the money. This is, what, what, what do you think? And my wife would be like, that's an extra hour's driving. But it, it just kind of happened. But yep. then when I got to said, I would report to an area manager that was probably part of the problem. But my, my issue was I could never drop anybody in it like that so no. I, I, I would happily go and support and fix and build teams and manage people and help them but i could never then go back to the company and say this area manager has been promoted above his ability he's time yeah. served he got the job because he's been with the company 30 years but actually he's the problem so i, I yeah. I'd never i could never do that i just would go and get the job done as it were um, yeah, and again, I think I can I can sort of compare to that, and and that's that's almost that's another another level of burden. Because you're also trying to protect people, so I think I was always trying to protect the people who reported to me, and just to try and fix the problem without there being any any fallout from it, you know. Yeah, and I think operationally, both both being in operational roles, that is whilst it's painful to suffer that that is part of what what makes people like you good at what they do yeah. focusing on the people and fixing and helping you you always get a better result by by wanting to help people so yes whilst it's draining mentally and physically and, and enormously it is actually what in my, in my belief it is what gives you that step up to 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 better results yeah and I, and I think that's 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 more burdensome and, and more draining when you're in a in a sort of business who has a culture that doesn't that doesn't actually encourage that because they're, they're very focused on you know it's that whole results the results driven someone who's results driven you know for me that just drives a whole ton of behaviors that actually aren't necessarily beneficial to the business people will try and make the numbers look right that's it and then when those numbers need reporting weekly monthly every 90 days yeah you're right though be, being results driven then forces people into behaviors that probably are unhe unhealthy management practices yeah so just to just to finish off actually i've got and it's not I don't know, it's a difficult question to, to, to answer i think but if you were to have your time again to to do this differently you know what what do you think you would do differently is this about you know you wouldn't have worked so hard or you would have just done something completely different what what are your thoughts on that i th I, I think if i if i'm completely honest i would do it 
almost exactly the same again. Yeah. But I would schedule some self care on a daily and weekly basis as yeah. uh, as high up my to do list as a meeting with m- my area manager. So we had whichever meeting, whichever meeting is the most important of the week. I would replace that with some form of self-care, whether that's going for a swim or going to the beach with your kids or a date night with your wife or whatever that may be. I don't think I, and from what I gather from other people that I speak to, we don't schedule self-care like every other meeting we have. I would have a list of 10 meetings in a day yet none of it would i would quite often end up with half a sandwich in my drawer because yeah. some i had a meeting to 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 take and actually i should have scheduled my own self care as importantly as all the rest yeah it's it's quite interesting that you know we 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 well we i don't so much anymore but but people you know really actively schedule all the things that they need to do um but they don't schedule any time for not doing anything or, yeah, you know, exactly that. Like you say, we we can prioritize and, and block out our diaries as much as we want. If we don't, and like I say, I'm 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 evidence of this. If we don't schedule time for either a doing nothing, which is just as important for self care as doing something. If we don't schedule something like that, even if it's just quiet time, yeah. some form of, of relaxation slash meditation. Um, it, it will it will come back to bite you. I like people for years doing too much, um, but I, I I can testify now that actually taking time off, taking some some self care time or schedule, I, that that's what I would do differently. If if I could look back now, I would still put in as much effort. I don't think I can get away from that. I, I would still put in as much effort but I would make a conscious effort to put that same amount into me as well as the job. Yeah. And I, and I suppose just, just one sort of interesting thing to pick up on there. It's, it's how we, how we make light of these things, how we, we, we're, we're very good. Certainly, certainly British to, to laugh at something, which is a, which is a great quality we have because it gets us through tough times, but, but also these things just become a bit of a running joke about ourselves. Um, and and it stops us from seeing the seriousness of what yeah, we're experiencing. Yeah, definitely. And I think that that's where I'm now trying to be much more self-aware. You're right, yep. we'll happily laugh something off, but do we need to, without, without over-analyzing, trying to be more aware of those things and yeah. trying to correct them before they become burnout number two <laughs> yeah and I, I think you know not wishing to to sound like a, a fluffy unicorn kind of person but um it's, it's it's really about starting to pay attention to the stuff that you do want you know the lifestyle you want um and i think again that's it's like people people go to work and they they burn themselves out to get this lifestyle that they're never going to have because they're always at work yeah <laughs> Yeah, rather than 100%. rather than go for the lifestyle first. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> and, then, make, and then make the work fit around it. I I contract to a company now, and when when I speak to them, I, it, it's just a different culture. I I, yeah. I I'm still giving them a lot, but it's just a, I, I I now see how how much I was creating a negative culture for myself, and and actually my 
view now on focusing on what's important for me, my wife and my kids is the goal. That that's the goal. Forget forget yeah. career development, forget money in the bank, making sure myself, my wife, my kids are, are happy and fulfilled. Whilst yep. that sounds very I would have called that pink and fluffy five years ago. Yes. Um, yeah. and I was the same before I got into what I do. I was very skeptical of all this stuff, but um it does make sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. There's no getting away from it. I, like I say, I can I can testify now that I've felt the negative effects of ignoring it. Um, and I can't, I don't think I can guarantee it wouldn't happen again because I, I didn't know it was happening in the first place. But I think I'm more self-aware now to try and to do everything in my power to not let it get to that stage and to encourage other people that I, come into contact with communicate with and work with to to raise a, a bit more awareness yeah and I, I think that's the value of these conversations you know if, if someone listens to this and, and they they can see you know something of themselves in it then maybe it's going to help them to, to to break the cycle that they're in oh 100 percent. I, I like I say uh, after post burnout i i started it in some weird type of universe fate type way i started seeing information about burnout and started going oh that was me oh yeah, that, yeah there's a ticking almost ticking a, a list in my mind of signs and symptoms that that i knew applied before yeah and i, th- I think you, you know you always need to reach a point to be able to see that because if you you know a few years before that you would have you wouldn't have even given it any time would you no i uh, scroll scroll past yeah, get 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 a grip. Come on, get get a grip. That's that's what I would have done six months ago. I would have scrolled past. Whereas something at some point made me stop and read something about burnout, and all of a sudden I was like, "Oh, that, yeah. that, that's me." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But look, actually, look, thanks for thanks for coming on, Jamie. It's been a really interesting conversation. No problem. Um, an absolute so... pleasure. And like I said last week, I think I I'm not an expert on it i just know 100 percent i've experienced it and the more i communicate and talk about it a the more i learn and the more i would hope it would fall on somebody else's ears to stop them getting to that point yeah look you're you're an expert in your experience of it yeah 100 <laughs> percent. yeah so so there you go but anyway thanks very much and I'll, i'm sure i'll see you around on, on linkedin and i'm sure we'll speak again soon definitely thanks for your time as well Dave. i appreciate yeah. it Cheers, mate. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello. Hope you enjoyed that. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Bullshit Detective podcast. My name's David Brown, and thanks very much to Jamie Holt for coming on. Uh, please remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you normally get yours uh, so you can catch future episodes and look forward to speaking to you again soon. Cheers now. Bye-bye.